Happy four more coronation day, man. Cheers. Cheers. Ching ching with our little teacups. God save the king. God save the king. You guys, welcome. Mm-hmm. What women binge is back. I mean, not that mm. we were gone, but mm. we're back. Mm. And we're. <laughs> oh, wait, I've got our It's a tiara. new week. I've got a tiara. We've got a very special episode based on the coronation, Queen Charlotte, and the new episode of The Great, or I mean, the new season of The Great coming out that just came out. We binged a bunch of stuff. We watched the coronation. We're feeling very royal. And I've got very royal, and I've got the tiara. Now, this tiara, you want to explain this tiara? So that's our birthday tiara. It is. I think if you follow either of us on Instagram, you've seen that tiara on both of our heads now. Yes. And soon it will move on to our next friend. Yes. So this is our passed around. Don't worry. We disinfected in between each. Actually, we don't. But enough time goes by. None of us have (laughs) lice. No. Thank God. (laughs) But we, this is our birthday tiara and we pass it from friend to friend as we have little celebrations. And then we, isn't it beautiful? It's so gorgeous. I knew this was going to be you. I I bought it for you, but then I was like, well, I'm, it's my birthday first. (laughs) (laughs) It matched my birthday gown. Like, which you wore as a Bridgerton party. Yes, I did. It was amazing. Which segues perfectly into our Queen Charlotte topic today, but. I am, but we have we have a, we have a little housekeeping to do first. Oh, we do. Well, I mean, just talk about some other things. Okay. But, um, but I want to start with thanking everybody for watching, for listening, for telling friends about us, um, for subscribing, for taking care of things. our sponsors. Yeah, taking care of our sponsors. Checking out our merch. Just go to whatwomenbinge.com and you can find all of it. There's the link tree. There's you can just. You know, text that to a few friends if you want. You can find the merch link there, all the... I feel handsy today. You're very handsy. I think it's the jewels. I don't know what to do with my hands. <laughs> uh, it must be my crown jewels. I think it's all your jewels. You said you were wearing a tiara, and I was like, well, if we're talking about the coronation, I'm going to wear what I wore during the coronation, <laughs> because it aired at like five in the morning here. And you were in your PJs? I was in my PJs. I was bottle feeding kittens. That's okay. Tell that real quick because <laughs> you can't just say that. I, my cat did not have kittens. A friend's cat, barn cat, had kittens. And then unfortunately, the mama cat got hit by a car. Mm-hmm. It was very sad. Um, but there were five babies that needed to be bottle fed. And that's a lot for anybody to try and handle, especially somebody with a full time job. So I took in two of them because I had bottle fed two. Okay. kittens before. And so I would get up early in the mornings and bottle feed my little kitty baby. I feel like you need to go work with Bindi Irwin at the uh, Australia Wildlife Warriors um, Zoo. I would die. I'd uh, be so we happy. We should go do that. I actually just DM'd the Oz Comic Con today and was like, can I come to Australia? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> Take me with you. I know. I went years ago and Tucker fell madly in love with Bindi. He falls in love with everyone. Fell in love with Rita, right? He falls in love with everyone. But he fell in love <laughs> with Bindi. Tucker does love to love. I, he was like five years old and he just, he was, Bindi was his girl, man. He talked about her for months afterwards. Like, when when am I going to wow. see Bindi again? Not hard to do. The Irwin family. We should Amazing. have Bindi on and Robert. And the whole family. Robert's YouTube videos are my most favorite thing. Well, you are an animal lover. Like, I, the DMs I send you are always animals. And so <laughs> tell everybody what we did for your birthday because <gasps> this was my idea because oh my gosh. of what we talk about here all the time. So our listeners that have listened before will know. So for my birthday, the night of the ball, all my friends came with okay, me. Okay, so wait, we were going to a Bridgerton Gala ball as yes, a birthday party it was party a situation. fundraising gala for the Nashville Children's Theater. They do it every year. It's called the Grand Night. And, and this so year, our friends all dressed up yes. in kind of Bridgerton theme, tiaras, and the whole, I mean, the everyone whole looked thing. stunning. It was amazing. But before that happened. But before we left, before we all got in the limo and drove away like it was mom prom, uh, they gave me a box. And in the box, 
there was a picture of an otter <laughs> and a little stuffed otter. And it was a certificate to go have like I got to swim with baby otters. Which is what you've been talking about endlessly on this yes. podcast. And so I and I've been telling you you're crazy. I she and the funny okay, thing is, there's this place in Texas where you can go and get in a hot tub with otters. And I was I I'm honestly I need to cancel that reservation. Because <laughs> <laughs> now you've done it. I couldn't get in until the fall. And so I made the reservation for the fall. But now I've done it. Because we, we, you drove to Georgia. I drove to Georgia. Actually, zoo. two of our best friends drove me to Georgia. They yeah. picked me up at six in the morning, yeah. had coffee ready. We drove all the way to, not even to Atlanta, to like the bowels of Georgia. <laughs> it was backwards, but it was great. And we had the best day. I not only got to like put like swim in a little pool with these baby otters, but I got to meet the grown-up otters too. But what I love is that I've always said that they were going to scratch your eyes out. Oh, no. And the one picture I saw of you holding one, it looks like it is... It's smiling. ...baring its teeth. It's smiling. I doubt it's smiling. <laughs> it was so happy. I was like, see, I knew these things were evil, which is why I didn't go with you. Only three people could go. But uh, it was And amazing. everyone was like... Everyone was really worried that, like, who who's going to want to go? And I'm like, not me. And Martha Ann's like, not me. And so it was like <laughs> Hillary and our other friend Amanda were like, yes, we're in. And we, the rest of us were like, we're good. <laughs> it was awesome. Unbelievable day. Completely unforgettable experience. This place, um, I think it's the Wildlife Zoo of North Georgia. Something yeah, like that. something like that. I'm sure I can link it on my Instagram. They were incredible. It is a zoo that was literally built in the front yard of these people's home. Oh, really? It is incredible. And you get to like have all these, there's all these they different have, experiences and one of them is otters. Yes. They have wolves. Oh. I mean, I've never seen a wolf ever until that day. Oh, wow. It was so cool. And they howl. They're loud. Like Meanwhile, I'm in Ottawa where I didn't know they have, Canada has black squirrels. I kept trying to get a picture of it because I figured you'd be fascinated. Oh, I would love that. Like our squirrels here in the U.S., for those that don't know, <laughs> are brown. Are like gray, like gray. Well, it's right? ever the flying squirrels in your Flying <laughs> squirrels <that laughs> invaded my attic last summer, which I hope they don't do again this year, I are brown. they do. Because they look like chipmunks. But our squirrels, like our normal fuzzy-tailed squirrels, yeah, they're like are, gray, brown. are gray. Yeah. yeah. But the ones in Canada are black and they're beautiful. Don't they have like floofs on their ears? Maybe. I didn't get close like enough. I would just saw them tufts. running in the woods and stuff and I'd be like, what's that? Jay, wait, wait. are your squirrels tufted? Oh, yeah. You're Canadian. Jay, tufted. Oh, they have tufted little, little tufts on their ears. Canadian tufted black squirrels. The red ones have like really fluffy cute ears. Huh. The red ones have fluffy, cute ears. Jay See? Says. The I Canadians. I, Not only are they nice, they have cuter squirrels. They have everything. They're, they're really nice. They say A a lot. Mm, sorry. Sorry. So you <laughs> were in Canada while I was wearing my bejeweled PJs. Yes, watching the coronation. Feeding so my kittens. I happened to watch it at night that night. I guess it was CNN had a whole feed that whole night, the, the mm -hmm. whole thing. So, But here's what's crazy. Because I was in Canada, which is a commonwealth. Were they like where celebrating? They have, where they have the queen on their on their money. Um, they There were some celebrations apparently, especially in Ottawa. There was a little bit of something. Most people there want to, there's a whole bid to disconnect from the monarchy. I mean, all over the world, there's a disconnect all from the monarchy, but especially Canada. I want is a world where I get to dress in fancy clothes and wear tiaras. <laughs> but here's the crazy thing. So while I was there, a few days before the coronation, I watched um, the uh, a, like a, a BBC special on the coronation of Queen Elizabeth. Mm -hmm. Queen Elizabeth which, II. We which we have her here in her Walker's Cookies. On our commemorative tin of cookies. Would anyone mm -hmm. like a cookie? I would love a cookie. <laughs> 
Would you like so a biscuit? Oh, what I learned <gasps> about her. They're flags. Oh, they're the UK. They're the Union Jack. Look how cute. Look at that. Super okay, we'll cute. pull those out later. So what I learned about in in the just kind of a little bit. I kept falling asleep because of course on BBC they talk very lovely in there. When Queen Elizabeth walked the Darling. Westminster Abbey in the right, they were talking about some of the things about her and her coronation and um and the things that you could look for with um Prince Charles. Right. So I guess her I can't find it here. What did I do? It's it's a coronation the coronation they they have all these different things that they have to hand and he has to touch and you have to like all that they ceremony. They just sit on that rock from yeah, Scotland. I, I was so fascinated with it. There's so much pomp and circumstance. It's cool. And so what was really cool to me was this Byzantine robe, that gold robe. From the robe. 1600s. Oh my gosh. Because that was like, that is old school. Can that you thing imagine? Is, I can't even believe it still holds together. When he sat down, I was like, what if it tears in the back? It probably did. It's crazy. The it, rod and the staff and the the. I mean, I'm sure they spent the, months like restoring it and preparing it. What's the ball called that he holds? The ball that he holds in one hand while he has the rod in the other hand. They, and each one has like a religious element. Well, there's like one, a scepter with the big diamond in it. There's a scepter. There's the rod. Maybe it's called a staff. I don't know. But they have to hold the yeah, end. Oh, like Elsa had the ball too. I don't, oh, that's right. Elsa did have a ball, didn't she? Oh my it's gosh. an orb. It's an orb. Okay, it's called the orb. Yeah, the rod. Yeah, I put rod and staff. It's a highly religious ceremony, which I wasn't expecting. Um, and uh, there you go. There's your... There's your orb, and then you've got the scepter in the other hand with the giants. But each one is like from a different king or queen. Do I look royal? You look so royal right now with the microphone in one hand and fake <laughs> hydrangeas in the other. <laughs> but um, I just found it really interesting. So traditional, so religious, so... Um, well, because they're the head of the church. I know, it just seemed like something from hundreds of years ago, right? Well, thousands. Thousands. But it just seemed, <laughs> but it still seemed like that. Like I felt I like know. I was watching old footage instead of watching That's something why today. I, okay, I understand the political side of things and why you wouldn't want a monarchy. I get that. I do. But the ceremonial stuff, the rituals, the yeah, there's still going to be a bloodline of who's I, king. I love even if that. you get rid of the king. I know. And it brings in so much tourist. I mean, oh, I know. That's why they still exist. The weddings and the you know it's, the jubilees and the like. You think about. I mean, yeah, that there was a there was an interesting post I saw though where he's in his gold carriage and they're like, there's nothing more kind of um, out of touch with the people of the UK or of England than a king riding in his gold stagecoach down a street that has sand filled potholes because they can't afford to fix the streets. So I don't know if you saw the aerial view of the no. uh, of the carriage going down the street. There's all these sand-filled potholes because they can't afford to, like, actually— I can't believe they wouldn't pave the road before they did the coronation. Like, they knew this was coming. This didn't— Well, you can't make money up here out of nowhere. That's true. Um, and did you know about that gold stagecoach? It was originally made for the coronation of— The segues into our first show. King George. Yeah. Yes. Queen Charlotte. That's correct. It, but it wasn't ready for them. No. It was being built for them, for their coronation. It wasn't ready for them. And they had to be carried for six and a half hours on, I don't know, it said something crazy. Like they were being, they, they were they were carried for six and a half hours through the streets of England or London. Um, it sounded like they were almost on like gurneys or something. I'm sure like that's on not a, what, it must those have been things horse. like that people were Yeah, holding. that's what it seemed like. Oh, that feels barbaric. Because that was 1700, like 1770, I think is things when. Things were different then. 1760, I think is when they were crowned but um so tell me so you've you've binged all of queen charlotte right i loved every minute there were times where i was like why are you putting me through this like 
long, drawn-out wait thing that's happening in this show. And it fully paid off. Oh, okay. Oh, you really felt like that during it? Because I felt, I was entertained the whole time. I think it was the second and third episode where there was just a lot of monotony. Oh, well, there was an episode, episode Okay, so we're, first of all, we're talking about the Netflix show, Queen yes. Charlotte, which Six is episodes, a spinoff of Bridgerton. The backstory of Queen Charlotte and King George. And it's it's factually inspired, but it is a completely fictional tale. Much like The Great is after Catherine the Great. Oh, we right? got to get there, too, because yes. I have a lot to say on that. <laughs> uh, but no, Queen Charlotte is amazing. Dare I say better than Bridgerton? I... Not dare. I totally agree. I think it's very much, uh, much better than Bridgerton. And the I have storytelling alone was so much more powerful. Ooh, almost knocked over the king. <laughs> I, it's the hands today. I cannot control <laughs> Keep the them. Down. Keep the hands down, you. Conceal. Don't feel. <laughs> don't let it show. Um, no, the storytelling alone was more poetic. I think it yeah. was more powerful. It gets I feel deeper. Like, yes, and you respect the character so much more yeah and in general like it was it was still pretty hot to watch there's still a lot of steamy stuff going on but quite as steamy not like the staircase scene in the first season steamy but not gratuitous like yeah not gratuitous i didn't feel like i had to watch out if the kids were walking in no and i think those scenes were done in a pretty way they weren't like i like the bathtub sex scene yeah, was that one. was that was cool. That was a nice one. Um, and there was not. But she's a, always dressed. The girls are always dressed in these. She, yeah, they're, they're never naked. There was very little nudity. The girls are dressed. I mean, you see King George's butt a few times. Well, you see that. It's not a bad nice butt booty. to see if yeah. you're going to see it. And um, he, I mean, the 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 um the the performances I thought were amazing. Um, who was it that plays George? So good. Uh, uh, I don't on. know his name, but it is Corey. Oh gosh, he must be Welsh. Millcrest. <laughs> Milk, milk crust, <laughs> I'm gonna guess. I don't know, he's, but uh, he's a phenomenal no, he's born actor. In London, but it sounds very um, Welsh. The girl who plays young Charlotte, phenomenal oh my actress. Gosh, she's amazing. And then, of course, grown Charlotte, Golda. Yes. Uh, Indy, what's her name? Who Let's happens see. to have the same name as one of my child I know, children, Golda, which is so I cool. That was interesting. Um, actually, the only other Golda that I've heard of. I'm sure there's plenty more out there, but India Amartya Tafio. I think that's the name of uh, young Charlotte. And well, then older Charlotte is, uh, I'm totally butchering these names. Golda Rochevel, Rochevel, Rochevel. Corey Milchrist is, that's my best guess, on uh, King George. You've got the original Lady Danbury, mm-hmm. a, a Joe Ando. Am I saying that? Her right? character. Oh, well, my god. Her gosh. younger self, Arsima Thomas. She. She was, oh my god, gorgeous. Amazing. First of all, everyone in that show, though, and every single shot like Bridgerton was like that too mm-hmm. Bridgerton to me was just juicy it was just silly it was a little bit guilty pleasure-ish for me yes. where I didn't I wasn't proud of the fact that I watched it all my mom of course is like I read all the books I'm like good for you. like that's not my kind of <laughs> it's not usually my kind of thing to to like the big bright colorful fancy girly girly I was actually embarrassed because I was starting Queen Charlotte in an airport and I was a little embarrassed of what was being watched like oh. over my shoulder I was but I have to say, Queen Charlotte turned out to me to be a much deeper, much more, um, I don't know, like, the both of them have amazing cinematography. Both of them have incredible set design. Both of them have the most insane costumes I've ever seen. Yes. I mean, the dresses, not even the dresses, the guys' textures of their suits. When uh, beautifully Princess, done. Uh, the mom, Princess Augusta, mm-hmm. is sitting there with her court, her men, that, you know, advise her. Yeah. yeah. 
there's one that wears, and he wears it in two different um, two different episodes. I think he wears it in the first episode and again in like the fourth. He has this like silvery brocade. Bro- yeah. Oh my gosh. It is the most beautiful fabric I've ever seen. But like the girls and just the, the, the trim and then the draperies and then the, the crystals and then the the dining room table's full of flowers. Mm-hmm. The vast amount of flowers on that table. It's unreal. I mean, it's just its just a feast for the eyes. And then these actors are incredible. And they, the, from a fashion school perspective, like seeing the costuming come together. So Bridgerton costumes, like the Regency style, they are inspired. They are not historically accurate at all. Oh, really? No. They're inspired. And you... There's just a lot of things. Well, about Bridgerton them. is all. That's the thing. Bridgerton to me is like Desperate Housewives on crack, set in the 1700s. Yeah, but this has that element of that beauty. But there were but, some costumes in Queen Charlotte that I was like, D- dare I say we used actual historical reference? Oh, like, really? oh my, really? What like a- what? Like what in particular? Um, just the way that the gowns were constructed, the way the lines fell, you could there were no buttons and things like that used. Like they were pinned in place. Um, now some of the undergarments, like the shape of the skirts and things like that, weren't necessarily like. Oh, okay. But in general, they did a much better job of at least showing that they looked at a book. I just think <laughs> about those costumes as the actors and like being on set all day in that costume. So I had to do, Sabrina goes to Rome, I had to wear, I wanted to be in Renaissance outfits, and I had two dresses built for me, because I had to play my own twin, so I had a dress built in pink and one built in blue, and to wear those and sit in the heat, and, you know, there's no comfortable way to sit when you're wearing a corset and the, whatever it's called underneath, the Mm -hmm. big circular thingamajiggy petticoats and then the big... Oh, like the hoops. The hoops. And you can't, like, sit, you can't, you can't use the toilet, you can't, like... You can't move your shoulders if you do. Something slips this way or falls that way or digs in over right. here. And, and then the hair. Queen Charlotte's hair, especially the older Queen Charlotte. Wow. I don't know how she held that thing on her head. I'm sure that they have supports for it. So a lot of those wigs will kind of be built on something with some structure. And a lot, and we remember, you never see her from behind in those. No, you do. So, some of them. The really, really tall one in episode five, she's got like, when she's telling her boys that they have to get married, it's got all this stuff. But do you built ever see it. her from the front? No, well, I mean, they With can that one on. easily switch it around. Yeah. So yeah. there's a lot that can go on. Like, there could be a post down the back of her neck. Yeah. You know, there yeah. could be all like sorts I of stuff. Like I did a mass singer. Yes. Yeah. So I'm sure they have their, their tricks. And it could be they put it on her and she doesn't move. And she doesn't move. And they say the words and they take it. Like, they yeah. might just roll, put it on her. And cut and yeah. take it off. Yeah. So I think there's probably a lot of secrets. Yeah. For that hair. Ooh, I'll see if I can find out who works secrets. on it that I might know and get some secrets about the hair and makeup. But the it's story itself. Insane. The you haven't seen the last episode. Yet. I haven't seen the last episode. I won't episode. spoil anything. It is 100 percent worth the binge. I, I mean, I would have not slept. It's only six episodes, but it's they're only long six episodes. episodes. They're over an hour long. Some of them. They're an hour each. Yeah. The, uh, the last two were like an hour and twenty. So I finished it yesterday. Yeah. And I'm telling you, tears. Like Aww. beautiful. Well, it's so powerful because happy tears. King George is known historically as the Mad King, right? Right. And so they kind of dig into that a little bit in the first few episodes, but then there's episode four, which by the way must have been the cheapest production they've ever done because it's mainly flashbacks to episodes one and two. So they did so much. They But it's from a different perspective. Sort of. They add a little bit. There's probably a few shots that I hope they did it at the hopefully they'd written episode four by the time they'd done episode one because they could just add a few extra shots and all of a sudden you just 
you can just pick it up and move episode it. one like is her perspective of of her coming to england marrying george within the first six yeah. hours of being there and episode four is his perspective of that day. Yeah. And it shifts the entire story. Yeah. And it's, it, well, it's so much about the mental health that, you know, the fact that we didn't know about mental health back then. The fact that, you know, there was this, um, well, they don't, they don't really know what he had. You know, they recently found a piece of his hair. I mean, I don't know how recently, but I'm assuming since we have DNA testing mm-hmm. only in that, that long ago, did they find a piece of his hair and they tested it to see and there was a lot of arsenic in his system. And they said the arsenic could have exasperated a, a family um, or a genetic um, uh, disease that they call. Well, later on, he ended up with dementia and completely b- blind and mostly deaf. Um, but he had, what did it call it? They called it para. Gosh, I tried to say it when I was writing it down. Oh, my gosh. Wait, where is it? Eh, I thought I wrote it down. Paras or something, but basically they're saying bipolar disorder. Um, oh. oh, porphyria. Porphyria, porphyria I think you say it. P-R-R-P-H-Y-R-I-A. Huh, I so they're one. saying that that's kind of a genetic thing and that because of this arsenic that they found in his hair sample, that that could, it, too much arsenic from whatever purposes could be cosmetic, it could be what he was eating, maybe mm-hmm. like apples, I don't know. Um, and then it would kind of... Uh, bring out this porphyria in his family system. I'm sure I'm saying that's so wrong. <laughs> but um, but they basically say now what he would have been diagnosed with was bipolar disorder. Really Interesting. Yeah. Um, you know what else was interesting about it? Okay, so the, here's some of the things that I found out were true. This gold stage coach, mm-hmm. right, which was commissioned for George and Charlotte. Um, Frogmore House. So it turns out in 1792... She found some relief, Queen Charlotte found some relief from her husband um, by planning the gardens and decoration of the new residence for herself at Frogmore House in Windsor Home Park, which, if I'm not mistaken, is that the house that Harry and Meghan were kicked out of? No. So they were kicked out of Frogmore Cottage, which is on the same grounds as Frogmore House. Frogmore House is where they had their reception. Okay, okay. And it's a much bigger... Okay, like and she, manner. Queen Charlotte, is known for kind of designing the Kew Gardens. Like she yes. kind of later in life became a big part of Queen Gardens, which is interesting because in the show they show George calling himself Farmer Farmer George because he goes out in the in the and she also is responsible for bringing Christmas trees to England. So they do have that one homage to that in mm-hmm. the show where she's decorating more the Christmas color. tree. More color. I need more color. Um, oh, the other thing is the uh, the the real she did arrive from Germany. Um, from her province in Germany, I think I, I want to say it was Hanover because they became he became the king of Hanover. Um, he, she shows up and six hours later they get married, but she didn't speak English. No, that was the difference. And there were no members of her court there. Yes, yeah, she was completely alone. Well, it was a very small wedding apparently. They didn't, and like in Queen Charlotte, they, they, that's one of the fictional parts, right? They bring right. in a court for her, right? The the king's mother decides to bring in a court for her. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, I like that there's two sides of the story, which they don't do do in Bridgerton. No. I like that they don't have a lot of the narration of Julie Andrews going, dear gentle reader. Yeah, just at the beginning, really. They did it on like episode five, maybe, or four. They did it at the beginning of like one or two of them. Yeah, but it wasn't a huge No, it's not a part part of it. it. The narration, the whole like romance of who's dating who, it's not, I love the little side story of Violet Bridgerton and Lady Danbury, though. Yes. I loved that. I hope that becomes another spinoff. Yeah. 
Because I feel like there's still so much more to that. Well, and what you find out about what Lady Danbury did <gasps> to I Violet's know. family. I'm not. Okay. Spoilers. Well, we anyone who's watching this should have watched it. Mostly. <laughs> I didn't all the way. But <laughs> guilty. Okay. But it's, it is interesting. And that's the part I'm just getting to, I think. Because it's yes. starting to develop. You, there's that all kind of. Because Violet's a little bit younger than Lady Danbury. But you do get yes. the whole like. What I also like about this one is it's about the older generation, mm -hmm. right? It's about Queen Charlotte, Lady Danbury, and Violet Bridgerton. So it's the older ladies kind of getting their backstory. So oh, even though you do see a lot of And there's a whole younger... side of Lady Danbury's story that you still don't know. Really? Yes. Oh, okay. All right. So, I'm excited. It's really good. I mean, it is. It, the whole show in general, I'm trying to see what else. Oh, Brimsley. <gasps> the whole Brimsley story. Oh, I so love him. Anyone that knows Bridgerton but hasn't seen Queen Charlotte yet, like, Brimsley's the guy who follows behind Queen Charlotte in every single scene. He's always, what? I don't know what his official title is. Yeah, like, servant to the queen I mean, he is just, like, he follows right her six man, paces behind always he's not there. allowed to leave her. And so he's part of the backstory of how he protected her, how he, there is one shot that just, it struck me. And it's actually, I think, the, um, not emoji, what do you call it? The thumbnail for the actual episode, for episode four or five. I think it's episode five. He puts his hand, she gets upset in the yes, hallway. and he puts and his, he hand, puts his out, hand out. Like he's about to help her. Like he wants to touch her or he's going to catch her. Or he wants her to turn around and high five him. I'm really not sure, but and it becomes the, it became the thumbnail for that episode. At least for me, Netflix mm -hmm. has numerous thumbnails, but it was so moving and powerful. He just keeps his hand up there for a few minutes. While she's she cries about to in the cry, hallway. yeah. But no, she sucks it up. She does. She wipes away a tear. It, I mean, like it's she almost crumbles, and you just see her just like take a deep breath, so pull that, herself together, and keep going. That actress to pull off some of that stuff that she did, amazing. Um, the actor playing King George to go from to play that bipolar. I mean, he is really he's playing two different characters in this show. I know, and I have to say this: if that's really what it is, he that is not what bipolar looks like. I've lived with a bipolar person. Yeah, it is not what it looks like. Um, he, well, they're taking some liberties. I don't think it, that is I more of a psychotic episode, it, like what's depicted yeah. in the show. Um, yeah. So, but yes, to transition from those behaviors. Yeah, I don't think like that. What I read about the bipolar was just in his Wikipedia page. Yeah, Queen, the real King Mad King. The way, George. yeah, the way that the character King George portrayed his mental illness was masterful. Yeah, I mean, the actor he he extremely didn't, believable. He, I mean, you really think he's two different people? Yes, I, mean, I could see him. Yes. like it's like Leonardo DiCaprio and Gilbert Grape. Like he pulls off an. A brilliant, brilliant performance, Corey. His name's Corey. Yes, but um, I thought I thought he was spectacular and so cute. Uh, and you get to see his butt cheeks. He kind of looks <laughs> like what's his face from The Great. He does look a lot like. So here's the thing. Here's and my they're problem. not the same actor. The reason I didn't finish Queen Charlotte was because I wanted to get to The Great. So I watched a few of Queen Charlotte, a few of The Great, back to Queen Charlotte. I was getting confused. It's not worth it. They're very similar. I don't even think you should waste your time on The Great this season. Oh, don't tell me that. Well, I have to keep turning it off, too, because Mark can't sleep when it's on because they're cursing so much. Okay. So, Melissa, it's finally that time of year. It's hot outside. Mm -hmm. And we're hungry. <laughs> <laughs> and we need convenient meals because our kids are everywhere and taking up a lot more of our time. It's warmer. We have more active days. And we still have goals that we want to reach. Yeah. The Factor is America's number one ready-to-eat meal kit. It can help you fuel up fast with ready-to-eat meals delivered straight to your door. You'll save time, you'll eat well, and you'll tackle everything on that summer to-do list. That's right. And 
With Factor, you can skip the grocery store, you can skip the chopping, the prepping, the cleanup too. Factor's fresh. It's never frozen, which is really cool. Uh, The meals are ready in two minutes in the microwave, so all you have to do is heat it up and enjoy. And then you get back outside, soak up that sun, jump back in the pool. Yeah, and we're all looking for calorie-conscious options ahead of the summer. So you can try this delicious, dietitian approved calorie-smart meals with around or less than 550 calories per serving awesome so it really is we're gonna we're gonna look good in those swimsuits yeah so you guys just <laughs> all you have to do is head to factormeals.com slash wwb50 that's 5-0 and use the code wwb50 to get 50 percent off your first box that's code wwb50 at factormeals.com slash wwb50 to get 50 percent off your first box thanks factor meals for sponsoring our podcast we're, let's just dive into the great okay. real quick. I have not finished the season three yet. And you don't plan to? I don't know that I'm going to. Here's the thing. I loved season one. Mm-hmm. I liked season two. Mm-hmm. I would agree. This first episode of season three is enough to make me never turn it back on. Well, they mentioned the same thing. Like One thing I know from trying to write a script is you never repeat the exposition over and over and over again. And they repeat so many times you screwed my mom, you killed my mom. Like over and over, Mark was like, enough, I get it. Like, why are they saying this? And I was like, forget it, go to sleep. (laughs) Well, and it's not only that. So when we first started watching it, it was smart. It was so well-written. It was funny. Yes, it was gross. It was shocking. Oh, but that's what was great about it too. But it it was was raunchy funny. It was so funny. And so it made up for it. Yeah. This episode was like so. Here's the thing: just gross. What I think about it is that what happened is I think greed got in the way of a good project because if you think about like, and I actually have done more research now on Queen Charlotte than I ever did on Catherine the Great. But Catherine, so the Great is based on Catherine the Great, but it says an occasionally true story, mm-hmm. right? That's like the little disclaimer underneath. And so um, I feel like the first season, like Catherine the Great, gets. Very much like Queen Charlotte gets married into this family to become the queen. She wants to love her husband. She wants to be a good wife. And he just dismisses her. He's got yeah. all these women, men on the side, all these other things going on. He's awful and abusive and um, and a pig. And in the real Catherine the Great, as far as I know, she takes Peter. She she takes over. She yeah. kills him and she takes over Russia. And she wants to make Honestly, Russia— Honestly, I think it'd be a better story at this point. Well, I think that it should never have gone past— she should have killed him in the first season. Maybe the second. Second. But I think it's too yeah. good a story. It was too good. A, it was too popular a show. It's too. Um, and he is a great character. Nicholas you Holt. You can't get rid right? of him and That's have the show. Nicholas Holt is like my favorite actor now because of this show. But you can't get rid of him and still have the great. I just don't think you can kill him and have it. So think like they keep making They up. should have though. Well, they let you believe that she killed him in the first one, I think. Right before they go into second season. So second season, you think he's dead. Yes. But then second season, they end it where she's killed him. And. But it's a... It turns out it's not him. It's not it's him. A decoy. It's one of his decoys. So they keep kind of fudging the fact that she's supposed to kill him, and I think she just needs to kill him. Well, I, that's what that's what happens. I don't know if there's any coming back from that episode. It was just... You only watched the first one? Pathetic. No, I watched three. They were... there. I liked the idea of the bullet and the bear. The first episode's called Bullet and the Bear. <laughs> so people get to line up in like an execution style and decide, do you want to take a bullet? Or do you want to have this bear? You want Maul to try to you. take on this bear, and it's hungry. The bears are hungry. Oh yeah. I wish they had done something with the bears. It kind of pissed me off that they did. At, they did at the end. The, oh. At the oh, very end. Well, he he. They maul an already dead person. It's not. It's not the same thing. I kind of want to see a bear fight. <laughs> I want to see a human or five take on a see, bear. See, 
that that's what the whole episode is a commentary on is that people are still that barbaric that they're like they were like give me the violence show me the bear yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) and that's and it's interesting and but the costumes in that too are spectacular I didn't think so this season not as spectacular as Queen I don't know if they got budget cuts what happened there but the costuming the sets the writing is just not. Yeah. Not what I expected. You know, I'm actually fascinated with the Bridgerton Queen Charlotte sets because I want to know what castles they're using and how do they keep getting in these they places. They tell you, um, you can look it up, there are lots of things on that, but um, a lot of them are in Bath. Oh, okay. And I'm trying to remember the exact location. Like Bristol or something maybe? Yeah, they're but they're, they're all in England. Okay. And then a lot of them, obviously the interiors are... Yeah, built on stages and so actually, Sound there's stages. one scene where someone falls back onto something and the wall moves. Ah, what was I watching? I didn't notice that. Where was that? No, that might have been. I showed my kids the movie La Bamba recently, <laughs> and it might have been La Bamba because I think my kids went, "Well, that's not a real set or something. Well, that's not a real a real wall because <laughs> the wall fluttered sh- like yeah, our. It shakes like yeah, it's like <laughs> yeah. Um, Sorry if we ruined the illusion for anybody. <laughs> yeah, that's not really a window behind us. It's just supposed to look like one. But, um, and it does. It does. Somebody actually commented that on our YouTube recently. That they like our location. That they're like, I'm obsessed with the windows behind them. I wanted to be like, oh, they're from Amazon. They're, you two can have they're them. Fake. <laughs> they're stapled to the wall. Do you know that I once did a photo shoot in my house with my kids and people didn't believe that the window? They were like, well, look how fake that is. That there's obviously something up in the window <laughs> that they've put in. I'm like, that's my backyard. <laughs> but thank you. Very Th- green. Thank you. <laughs> All right, wait, moving on. Okay. Wait, so. Let me just check my notes because I took a lot of notes, you guys, on this whole thing. <gasps> oh, random fun fact. So did you know the crowns that the king and queen put on for the coronation? Mm. They weigh like five pounds, at least five pounds yeah. each. I remember that from Queen Elizabeth. Which doesn't sound like a lot until you put it on your head. Isn't that in the first season of The Crown? I don't know. I think in the first season of The Crown, they show Elizabeth learning how to get her neck muscles strong. But the thing is, Elizabeth was also, what, 22 when she had to put mm-hmm. that crown on? For him to wear it at 73. And Camilla, too. She had no problem. And she got up. He needed help to get out of that chair. Well, he'd been standing there or sitting there on a rock. Yeah. But he had to have a person on each arm kind of, he was like, Also, did you know that there's graffiti all over that wooden throne that they sit on? Why? From like um, 17th and 18th century tourists and school children. It used what? to be on display, and they would, like, scratch their names. And they and left it like that? Or you mean they've covered it with... No, it's still there. Like, they said, if you look close enough, you can still see it. Oh, my gosh. It's um, pretty cool. Here's another uh, interesting thing about that. Did you notice Camilla's dress? No. Queen Camilla. Uh, it had embroidered her dogs on it. <gasps> no, yes, that's down so down below, cute. it had, like, it had a symbol, and I think it had initials in the middle, maybe his. Princess Catherine and her matching dress with Charlotte was the... Or the headband. So, okay, nobody has, everybody talked about how they wore the headpieces, but if you look back at Elizabeth's coronation, her, the ladies with her on the balcony also have those on. So that's got to be like a thing. Someone designed that though, I think for Catherine. They did. Alexander McQueen. Oh, okay. And then he designed also the little one for... Yes. They have matching capes and They're probably inspired by that. Like Kate does a lot of that sort of stuff because she was wearing like Diana's earrings. Yes. And, right? and like, the queen's neck. Oh, the queen's. See, it's the hands. The hands today. are really dangerous. To I know. Glad I'm over here. <laughs> um, yeah, she was wearing the queen's necklace and, and Diana's earrings. Mm-hmm. Is that right? Um, it must have been weird. I was wondering if like little king, little Prince George was noticing like, that's going to be me. If everyone's like, that's going to be you someday. 
It was emotional, though, to think of this guy in, like, his 70s finally getting, but only because his mother died. I know. Does he get to be king? That's, it's got to be the most bittersweet thing. Yeah. You're like, this is the one moment of my life that I wish my parents could be here for, and I'm only getting it because they're not. But not one of them got emotional. And I suppose that I'm sure that they had their moments in private. But don't you think, like, while you're getting that crown on, you'd be like, oh, my gosh, it's happening. There's such, like, I think it's just bred into them this, like— to be, to be stoic and not yeah. show emotion, maybe. I mean, you got to think, like, we barely saw him tear up at the funeral, and we all know how close they were. Yeah, so. yeah, that's true. That is true. Good point. Um, she also kept fixing her hair, which drove me nuts. Right, just let him put just it on your put head it and on then the freaking head. We can't see the two hairs are in your eyeball. Just leave also, it. Also, mini bangs are not your look, so stop. No, but, like, stop touching your face the second they put the crown on. That is not the important part here. Take the crown and sit there like a Or have your champ. hair styled in a way that it's not going to Like, get not to get face. emotional during it, but then to try to fix your hair. I just, that, that pissed me off. That made me not like her. Which I already grew up a Princess Di fan, so I already, I already didn't like I know. I'm trying to, like, rewire my brain for that. Like, I know. And I look, they, here's the thing. I try to remember that, like, they were in love before he, like, this was his real love, right? Yes. This was the woman. As much as we all loved Diana. This is the woman he, wa- was, he wanted. And, and he's still with her. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's still his... His longtime love, even though it's not the woman he married that we all fell in love with. Right. But I have to tell you, okay, so do you follow Gary Janetti on Instagram? No, do okay. I need to? If you guys don't follow Gary Janetti, what he basically oh, wait. does. Yes, the, the King George or the yeah. Prince George. He pretends he's Prince George <laughs> all the time, writing really snide comments about especially the Queen and King and siblings and everything. So he pretends he's like little little Prince George being really snide and nasty. So you remember how the during the coronation, there was the penis shape that was carved into the grass out front of the yes. coronation. So, giant penis mowed in salon at King Charles Coronation Bash site is the front of Gary Gennetti's post, right? It says it's the New York Post. Then you slide it one over, and it's a picture of Prince George on a— Or maybe well, it's Prince Louis. I don't even know. Let me see. On a rider mower. Just smiling that's like Louis. a huge smile. Yeah. Like, yeah, baby. <laughs> like, that's me. He writes the funniest stuff, but he—during the coronation— well, that took effing forever. Like the the king with his actual in his actual <laughs> coronation bit, and then um, him looking at Camilla, going, "Not my queen." <laughs> he just keeps like he does this. Oh, he's up on the. We look insane. Him with his family up on the balcony. <laughs> we look insane in quotes. Like I just he cracks me up every time. They are really funny. Um, there's one where it's like it's good to be. Oh, the, maybe it was not Gary Janetti, but someone posted like Camilla on the throne with the hat with the thing, and it says, "If you're a side piece, just stick with it. It can work out for you." <laughs> so it cracks me up. But he also writes things like, "I accomplished so much this weekend. I finished two shows and started two new ones." That like, honestly, in our line of work, feels like a major accomplishment. It does actually. <laughs> oh, here's one he wrote. Uh, I just got your wedding invitation. I'm gonna let it sit on my kitchen counter for a month before I reply. Will not attend. Exactly. <laughs> but I just love, if you guys don't follow him, it's it's Gary Janetti, J-A-N-E-T-T-I. And he's hilarious. And obviously British, I'm thinking. But um, he's got like, he's almost got a million followers. So let's see if we can get him to a million guys. What do you think? Are there 30,000 of you out there that can get him <laughs> over, the, over the edge? But he's a writer. And I mean, I just think he's hilarious. I forgot. He was on something or writes yeah. for someone. The other thing we have to do today is we have to ask each other the season seven questions because <gasps> we have not done that yet. Okay, let's right, do it. Ready? No, well, but I will be. I'll ask you. Let's do it. Hang on. Let me open my notes so I can ask you the this or that so when we get there. Oh, yeah. Okay. I'm ready. All right. I'm ready. Here we go. Mm, mm, mm. What's your favorite cartoon? Current or as a child? Let's say child. 
Hmm. Okay. Do you have a favorite cartoon now, actually? <laughs> well, yeah. What is it? Bluey. Oh. <laughs> Still Duh. a kid's cartoon. I was thinking something <laughs> on, like, one of the American Dad or something. No, <laughs> but apparently the new Muppet, I know it's not animated, but it's a, it's children's TV. The new Muppet show is apparently phenomenal. Really? Yes. So funny. Extremely, like, heartwarming. Great for adults and kids. All right, all right. Check it out. Good to know. I love the um, So, Bluey is the current day. Love it. Um, as a kid, my favorites were Ren and Stimpy, which we've talked about oh, before. Yeah. And when I was kind of like in that in-between tween thing for a minute, there was a show called Brace Face. Oh, yeah. I remember this. And as a tween-age girl, yeah. it was amazing, and I loved that. Oh, very cool. I think I think mine, I really like the Flintstones, but... Um, on Saturday mornings, I remember really getting into the WWF. Back yes. Back the WWF. They had an animated. dog. Yes. Would come in to Another One Bites the Dust. I don't know how they got bum, Queen to bum, give their bum. rights to their song. but Another One Bites the, the dust. dust. That was like his like and entry song. Um, so that was probably mine. I mean, nowadays I would say South Park, but. Oh, my husband loves South Park. Still to this day. Everyone loves it. I mean, is it, isn't it into like season 27 or something? I don't know, but it's brilliant. It's so funny. I will hear him cackling like a child in the other room. Yeah. And I'll walk in and he's like, because it's so wrong. <laughs> he's so just right. like so in. Yeah. Article of clothing you can't live without. That's tough. Black one. leggings. Ooh, that's a good one. I, I, It's just a staple now. That and probably sweatshirts. Yeah. I'm usually. In leggings and a sweatshirt if I'm just like bumming around my house or running around for the day. Mine is. Okay, so I have this big fuzzy blue robe by Barefoot Dreams. You do love your robe. I love my robe. My friends in Connecticut tried to get me to leave it behind, but instead I gave away the six other robes I had and kept that one. Just to <laughs> drive my fair. husband nuts because I used to show up at the bus stop in my blue fuzzy robe. I mean, this thing is giant. It makes me like... Look like I've gained about 100 pounds. Who cares? It's warm. It makes me sweat. It's not about that. I sweat when I wear it. Like, (laughs) it's so, but like, I, without it, I can't live. Have you ever heard of, um, oh gosh, the name just went, oh, it's called the Comfy. It's like a giant oversized hoodie. Oh, okay. I now have two Comfies. One is full satin. What? It's amazing. All right. It's by a company called Kitsch. Check it out. Check that out. Um, And then the other one is like the Comfy brand one. And once it gets below like 30 degrees outside, I'm hibernating I'll in the this. comfy. I got like, in my big old fuzzy, fuzzy robe to go watch Queen Charlotte last night. Like Aww. I was like, I need, and then I'll always put fuzzy socks on my feet too. Although I don't have them on right now, but that's just for you wicky feet people out there. <laughs> I actually painted my toenails. So I was like, I don't need socks today. <laughs> the wicky feet. Um, do you like to drive or be driven? Um, oh, Depends. I am a definite passenger princess, but I am also a great driver and I have a great sense of direction. So usually if it's not my husband, I end up driving. Okay. Um, I, me, I like to drive. Like literally when I was You in, don't ever let me drive. When I know. I, I, it ruins my day if, I, if someone else drives. It I'm either a makes good me driver. nauseous. No, no, no. But it either makes me nauseous or I have to fall asleep to not get nauseous. And then I'm just tired when I show up and I've gotten five. Mm, give well, me my snacks. Let me control the AC. I'm good. No, That's I all don't, I need. I'll, what I'll do is I'll end up on my phone or something and I'll get nauseous. And I like, won't sleep though because I have, I don't, I wouldn't call it FOMO, but it's more of the, I have to stay awake to make sure that you're staying awake Yeah. problem. Yeah. Sometimes I get that, but usually I like to knock out. I think anytime I'm in a moving vehicle, I fall asleep. It's like, it's like borderline narcoleptic. <laughs> uh, first concert. 
George Strait and Reba McIntyre at the BJCC oh. in Birmingham, Alabama. So we need to get Reba on here is basically what you're saying. That's I mean, it was phenomenal. That's insane. Yeah. Um, mine was uh, the Violent Femmes in New York at the Beacon Theater. And then I had them on Sabrina. Oh, that's so fun. But I don't remember talking to them because I think I was too shy. <laughs> um, which isn't like me, but with rock people, I'm like, what do I say? I, I don't have that problem. When I meet people that are amazing, I'm like, I met them. No, it, I documented it. Sometimes if there's if they're too amazing, I can't. I don't know what to say. I go I go blank. It happened with John Travolta. It happened. Yeah, I, there's times. See, this is why you need me in your life. Because I, I will just sure. walk up to them and be like, "Hi, I love you. <laughs> you Let's ain't be afraid. friends. I ain't afraid." No um, show you weren't allowed to watch as a kid. The Simpsons. Oh, really? Really? That anything sense. that ever said stupid fart or butt. So Simpsons for sure. Yeah. Um, Ren and Stimpy. They didn't really say that. They didn't. They didn't. Did they? No, they were just gross. Yeah. Um, Salute your shorts was another one, but um, that we snuck and watched Salute Your Shorts, but we weren't really supposed to watch it because the word fart was in the theme song. Oh yeah, well, that's funny. <laughs> I wasn't allowed to watch I Love Lucy, which we've covered many times yes. here. MTV was also off limits until a certain age, and then they didn't care. So. Oh really? Yeah. CMTV came out right as I was becoming a teenager, so it was like perfect timing for me. Um, what's on your summer reading list? I'm sure it's extensive. It is right now. Um, the new Colleen Hoover book that we're Which doing. Which is the new one? Ver um, it ends Oh, it ends us? with us is the first one. No, then it's it the. It begins with us. Whichever one. Okay. I don't know. The new one. Um, I'm still trying to get through it ends with us, which I've read three pages so far. <laughs> Whichever one the book club. Okay. Decided on. I think it's. It begins with us. Yes. Okay. I don't think I was aware of that choice. <laughs> I need to get on that. Should go back and look I, at that text. I will. Um, then my husband bought, well, my husband and my kids for uh, Mother's Day bought me the new Shannon Bream um, love stories of the Bible. Oh. She's got several like in this like collection of different stories and characters from the Bible. And they're amazing, apparently. So that's the first one I'm going to read because they got it for me. Um. Yeah, I think... I mean, the list goes on, but those are the two like yeah. at the top right now. I think I'm I'm reading one called I think it's called the Restoration of Celia Fairchild. Um, that's another one I've been working on. My stomach and, is growling. I'm oh, sorry. Y'all can hear it. <laughs> I heard that. I thought it was like something outside. It's just like that's Aww. funny. Um, the, and the, I'm just I'm just trying to get through one right now. I I'm having a hard time just getting through one. Well, book, you've also got the Matthew McConaughey book on deck. Oh, you've I'm doing been, the Matthew. You just I am finished halfway the through. Davis. Like you're Those reading. Those are audiobooks, though. I know, but that still counts. I know, but I don't think of that as reading. I need to read. Like I want to read, and especially fiction. I'll read my fiction. I'll listen to my self help and my uh, okay. My yeah, Matthew McConaughey is. Uh, it's interesting. Uh, I'm not sure how I feel books, about it yet. I'll let you know. Jennifer Garner did just. Uh, they put out the, the last thing he told me. Oh, yeah. And I haven't watched it yet. We need to watch it yeah. to see. Because, like we did our Daisy Jones. Oh, the one I really want to read, though, is because um, I just found out about this story. This woman was out of Memphis in the early 1900s. Oh, um, yes. The when we belonged to yes. you. When we belonged to them. When we belonged to, when they belonged to us. When we belonged to them. Something like that. It's a the story of the woman. Yeah, the who woman was who like children. did this trafficking children mm -hmm. in the early 1900s through Memphis, Tennessee. She would steal children. Well, I think it was she would take them from teenage mothers. Partly she would steal them. Yeah. yeah. So partly she would steal steal them. She would put them in she would adopt them out to like wealthy families in California. Yeah. To and sometimes movie stars. these children would disappear. Oh. Yeah. Sometimes these children would disappear. I did not know that. Or be abused or whatever. I don't know if I want to read that. 
now. I, I know it sounds it sounds Ooh. pretty brutal, but it's I I cannot believe that this. And they said that a lot of the adoption um, laws we have in place today are because are of her because story. of her, which just makes me upset. Because I mean, it, well, maybe some of her ideas were good. Well, this is this is why we have to remember that there are garbage humans out there. There are. And, and history is written by the winners, which is another thing that she always says in Noble Bloods, my favorite podcast, Noble Bloods. She always says, we need remember to have that history is written she by the winners. She needs to come and talk to us. So you, you don't get, a lot of time you don't get the bad stories because you don't hear the loser side That's true. of situations. Um, what is a movie franchise that you love the most? Oh, James Bond. Really? Yes. I, I love see James Bond movies. That's very strange choice for me really for you. i would never Why? guess that what is it about know. me that looks action, like action masculine martinis and suits i don't know i just don't it's uh, not pink hot and dudes and suits and beautiful girls and beautiful gowns really cool cars um a little <laughs> bit of mystery and gin what that's funny that has me written all, right. all over it all right. i can't think of what i would put you as maybe more like a marvel I like Marvel movies too, depending on the one. I loved the Iron Man movies. Um, uh, you love the Star Trek. Hello. Well, yeah, I love Star Trek. I love Star Wars. Um, Isn't there a new Guardians of the Galaxy coming out? Yes, which I will definitely see. Um, I honestly, I, I'm not really. The only thing I don't like is horror. Yeah. So, or as New Yorkers say, horror. Horror. Yeah, horror. Horror. Which like one's horror. correct? It depends on where you're from. <laughs> I don't I'm like sure in scary Canada, things. They say it all different, right? Like, um, but yeah, I, I, I even like sorry, so. action Hor movies Horror. to Actually, an extent. Like New York. You like what? I like action movies to an extent. Yeah, I'm not really big in the action stuff. So my, I would say for me, it's like funny enough, it's like YA movies, like the the trilogy of like Hunger Games, which there's another mm -hmm. one of those coming out. Um, uh, probably um, like Maze Runner. I love the Maze Runner series of books, of movies. I don't know if it's a franchise, but like I love Wes Anderson movies. Oh, okay. Well, in that case, I would say Quentin Turn, do you know? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think that counts. I mean, it's yeah. not a franchise. Then I would say like Pixar. A... I would go with Pixar too. <laughs> oh, here's the thing though. Pixar had me until they started this like everything's sad, depressing. Oh, I know. It's good. Thing yeah. they've had going on for the last like decade. Since up. There's a new one. Well, we'll talk about that in another episode when we're right. talking about movies. But. Um, what, okay, last question. What do you like to read when you're on the porcelain throne? I typically play games on my phone. Okay. What games? Um, there's this one called Wadooku that I'm really into. <laughs> and there's another one called, hang on, let me get the names right here, Tap Away, where you Tap have to like away. clear this block with different... They're mostly like brain teaser games. I play a lot of solitaire. Okay. Um, Will Fortune. I have. Oh, my... there's one called Parking Jam. Parking Jam. Yes. I would probably really like that. Actually, that you sounds. You have to get the cars like out jam. of the parking lot. Yes, I would love that. It's fabulous. It's like and Tetris. There's one called Crazy Hospital, where it's basically what? a practice. That sounds sad. No, no, it's <laughs> it's just like the act of like running this hospital, and you're a nurse in the hospital, and you've got to like get all the patients out and meet all of these, like, goals. Oh, my gosh. I used to do one. And it was so funny. On um, Melissa and Joey, I used to always play this game. Uh, it's like a restaurant game, and you have certain tables, and you have to seat people. Yes, it's just like that. Take their order, bring them drinks, bring them food, clean it up, give them their check. Get them out. Get them out. 
And I played it endlessly and everyone on, well, especially my friend Maureen, who was our script supervisor on Melissa and Joey, she would always say to me, you're the only actress I know that's pretending to be a waitress yeah. instead of the other <laughs> way around. So it is, it's just like that. And, but the, it's, you know, at a hospital. Yeah, and for me, it's like an that. exercise and executive function because I don't have yeah. any. So being well, it's able- that dopamine hit too of like getting yes. something right and being like, yes, I got it. I was, I was very good at creating the right order for this level. So, you know, I like to actually read still um, when I'm in certain situations. And um, I still get the magazine The Week which has like the weekly news, which is sort of like weekly. It's got like each page is sort of like a different topic of something that happened and they'll bring in all the different perspectives of all the different, like it might be like radar online or it mm-hmm. might be that, you know, and then New York Times oh, said this about, about this. It, yeah, it condenses this. all of it. Because it's really like both sides of the story. It's, you know, politically it's it can be left and right. But it's an center. online magazine, correct? It can be online. Or like they, an app. But I no, I get the paper copy. Still. Oh, cool. And um, and they go sh- directly into my bathroom, and then I catch that's up your later that's on. your toilet. But time. it's like last yes, it's like last week's news. But like here's the fact of here's what happened, and then here's what they said about it. Cool. And so you'll hear all these different perspectives about who said what about. You know, it'll be like the Wall Street Journal said this, and the Washington Post said this, and um, you know the Daily News said this, and and so then you kind of get all these different perspectives. You they have come a little to your section. own conclusions. Yeah, they that's have cool. this great little section that's called like uh, only in the U.S. And then they have. Boring but important. And then they'll have... <laughs> boring but important. And they have good week four and bad week four. There'll be three good things and three bad things that happened. And it could be something like a guy, you know, found a porcupine in his basement and it stuck him in the ass or something, you know. And you're that's like, what I want to know about. <laughs> I don't really, really want to know any of the other there. awful stuff that's happening in the world. Are we doing right. this, this or, or that? that? And then we got to wrap this okay. one up. All right. Ready? Ready. Broadway or movies? Movie. Broadway. You're, you're Broadway? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Winter or summer? <laughs> winter ew <laughs> definitely summer <laughs> brunch or happy hour brunch brunch agree sugar or sweetener oh, i do like my stevia but i've been told i can't anymore what i know i've heard it's not good i don't think any of it's good no sweetener is good is what i've been told so i should go to sugar but I, I would prefer sugar but i do like my liquid stevia because it just dissolves in everything yeah you have to stir it up i'm a sugar girl sugar addict probably <laughs> um, sitcom or drama? Sitcom. Sitcom. I want to laugh. Yeah. Uh, CSI or Law and Order? I don't really know the difference, but I think Law and Order because I used to like SVU so much. I don't think I have a preference because I don't really watch. I know. It. I don't really know. Um, vinyl or Spotify or streamer or whatever. Let's go vinyl. I'm an Apple Music kind of girl. Oh, okay. So I got excited. I gave Mason a, a record player for Christmas, and I got a little too excited about wanting to buy him the vinyl. <laughs> That's fun, though. Yeah. Um, classics or new releases? Classics. New releases. Really? Yes, because I feel like I know the classic stories, and I would... Why? Well, and you know that I'm always, <laughs> like, I'm always checking the movie theaters for old movies. Like, right now, yes. we're going to see Out in the Park. Oh, I needed to invite you. I will be out if of town, be so. my day. Oh, you're going to be out of town. Yes. Oh, because we're, we're going to go see... There's Big Lebowski, mm-hmm. and there's... What's the other one? It's Movies in the Park for the summer. Movies in the Park, yeah. yeah. Uh, Big Lebowski, and what's the other one? Anchorman. Not, Anchorman. Grease was on last night oh, at the fun. theater, and I was like... I only found out right before, and I was like, ooh, do I go? Do I go? It's I would have worn anniversary a poodle skirt just for you. Oh. I we'll do it again. It. But see, I love going to the classic movies, classic books. Like, I love going I love back to the, the classics, classics and I respect the classics. And they're, 
I, you know, I go back and I read um, To Kill a Mockingbird every year and uh, we just reread The Great Gatsby together. Mm. And so things like that, I'm willing to go back and revisit those because I think they're important. But if I'm going to get excited about a book, it's usually a new release. Yeah, I get that. Yeah, I get that. But I think I get like the nostalgia sticks with me too much. A little too much. Uh-huh. I'm more excited about, I think like, uh, I think so- something's coming this this Halloween, like uh, um, uh, uh, Clarice. What's the? I did, you're talking to the oh, wrong. Oh, I know. What's what's the Silence movie? of the Silence Lambs? Silence of the Lambs. I'm more excited about like Silence of the Lambs coming to the movie theater this fall than anything this summer. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well, On we should, that we'll note, do a, we'll do an episode about the summertime movies <laughs> soon. So, well, I guess I'll remove my tiara. Oh, since we're done talking about the coronation and queens and so sad. Yes, but uh, this has been fun. Everybody, thanks for being here. I hope you all it's have a tiara. It's been a royally tiara. good time. It's been a royally good time. I love it. Look at you. And uh, and hey, guys, may your cues be full and your snacks be plenty. She nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>